Welcome, everybody, at another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World podcast. If y'all are enjoying today, sweet. If not, what the hell ever. Oh, I had this on my list for topics, and now finally I can get this out of the way. Landstorm's quest to be interesting. And I'm sure people will know where this is going. The whole time where Stone Cold started something that would cause a bit of a weird renaissance, quote-unquote, for Landstorm's career in WWE. Let's see what I'm talking about. So on the June 13th, 2003 episode of Raw, <coughs> Landstorm was set to go one-on-one against Garrison Cade, later renamed Lance Cade, in a match. But before he could come out, and, or when he was coming out before the match could start, Stone Cold would come to the entranceway with a blanket and pillow to scream, BORING! Y'all know this match. If saying that, that Landstorm is so damn boring that maybe he could help put Stone Cold to sleep, he's telling him, like, show some emotion, show a facial expression, something. And because of Stone Cold's constant verbal beratement of Landstorm on the microphone during the entire match, this caused enough of a distraction for Landstorm to get beaten by Lance Cade with a roll-up from behind. So, yeah, not a fun start. And I even had somebody on YouTube who was like, how does this get somebody over, like, with a gimmick like this? And it's like, it's not, it's designed to bury them. Because you constantly point out the fact that this guy is boring, and then he loses to a newcomer. Well, the following week, its storyline starts to progress a little bit, because Landstorm would be a guest on the highlight reel, and unfortunately we get this shit part, where he reads a prepared statement. Because forget about memorizing lines for a promo or anything, he's got to have a printed-off statement on a flashcard to read to the crowd. And let's talk about what happened the week prior, about Stone Cold hurting his feelings and all that shit, and while he's reading the card, they get interrupted because the ring crew starts disassembling the sack as Stone Cold's here on the Titron saying, you guys are so damn boring that it's time to cut this, this whole shit short, and now you guys are going to be in a tag team match. So the Thrill Seekers reunite Chris Jericho and Lance Storm, and they're going against the Dudley Boys, and Lance Storm would take the pin by taking the 3D during the tag match. All, to, all you can remember from this match is that Landstorm was getting the boring chance to, and was doing rest holds on Bubba Ray. Yeah, not a good moment there. So now you fast forward the next week, June 30th, 2003 episode of Raw. Landstorm would be in the ring and would once again cut a promo off of, like, as a prepared statement on another flashcard, reciting the definition of the word boring courtesy of Webster's Dictionary. Oh my god. Why do you have to do this? And while he's trying to cut the promo, out comes Goldberg interrupt. And he's, he's supposed to have a match against Lance Storm, but Rodney Mack comes out. You guys may or may not remember him because he was part of Teddy Long's thugging and bugging crew. And he's attacking Goldberg because Goldberg ended his undefeated streak from the White Boy Challenge the week prior. So Rodney Mack's trying to take down Goldberg. Goldberg quickly makes quick work of Rodney Mack there and that sends Lance Storm in retreat. So this match never gets underway. Yeah. Well, now we don't see Lance Storm the next week, but we see him the week after. So July 14, 2003, he's reading another prepared statement, threatening to sue the fans if they keep chanting boring and, like, berating him and all that shit. And this promo gets interrupted as well because he's got a scheduled match against Maven. Not surprisingly, Storm would lose because he would get that single-leg Boston Crab on Maven. I can't remember what he was called, like, single-leg Maple Leaf or something like that. And after Maven gets the ropes... He would end up, Landstorm would not even get rid of the hold, and then maybe would take a moment to roll up Landstorm to reverse the hold for the pin. So, yeah, he's on a losing streak here. So then things take another turn the next week again. They're around Hollywood, 
July 21st, 2003 Raw, he's got to prepare a statement for the agents there from Hollywood that are watching the show at ringside just to try to, quote-unquote, show off his talent as to why he should be casting movies. So he's trying to cut this prepared statement again, and the whole segment just completely gets cut because here comes Kane being escorted by police while he's in shackles and everything out of a police van. Yeah, so doesn't even get to finish his promo because the fans are like, production's like, yeah, this is boring, fuck this. Two weeks later, we finally see Lance Storm again, and this is where things really change because we're on the August 4, 2003 edition of Raw. Lance Storm is backstage in the locker room, and he's enlisting the help of somebody because he realized, yeah, the fans are so cold to right. I'm boring. So it's like, can you help me not be boring? And who is he getting help from? Goldust. Yeah, we all know my feelings on that person, but... So he's helping, wanting Goldust to help him be less boring. It's like, oh, you're the least thing for being boring. So it's going to take Goldust's work to try to transform Landstorm out of this boring mold into something interesting. So what do we, so how do we start? Well, here we go to the next week. Goldust comes backstage and he's talking to Molly Holly, who is the Raw, or sorry, the women's champion. And he's like, oh, I got a present for you. So he brings in somebody off screen and it's Landstorm donning the blonde wig and Goldust face paint. And what does Landstorm do? He's reading another prepared statement on a flashcard. Courtesy, like, being written by Goldust, who was doing the whole Tourette's gimmick after being electrocuted earlier that year because of evolution. He's like, I want to congratulate you on your ass, 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 ass. Before he can even complete the word, because he's trying to do that impersonation of Tourette's, Molly Holly slaps him in the face. Slapping Lance Storm, I mean. And he's just like, your ascension to the through the women's division. So... Ugh... If anybody wants to remember this gimmick, if anybody's seen those videos talk about wrestlers breaking characters, like, by corpsing, yeah, y'all get the Botchmania reference there, this is that segment where Goldust is talking about wieners and everything backstage, and Lance Storm has to turn away from the camera because he's starting to crack a smile. Yeah, this is that segment. So now you go to the next week on Raw. Goldust wants to try to motivate Storm to be unpredictable. It's like, what's the most spontaneous act you've ever had? Landstorm says this one time, I returned a VHS tape to a video rental store, and I didn't rewind. And Goldust just looked mortified. It's like, really? How boring are you? It's like, Landstorm, that's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? Here, I can combat against that. Try having a black guy almost hit you with his car. Because you piss him off so badly. Yeah, try outnumbering that. So then Goldust, dear Storm, get in that women's locker room and kiss the very first woman you see. But, of course, we don't see who he kissed. Because that was it for Storm for the rest of the night. So, who did he kiss? Well, we'd find out the next week. Because Lance Storm is talking to Goldust. He's like, oh, you set me up with a woman back there. And it's like, why? It, this should be a healthy relationship. Storm's like, you call this a healthy relationship? You pan down to his leg, and you see a little person dressed like Goldust, humping Lance Storm's leg. Yeah, blonde wig, outfit, face paint, and all. And then, like, Rosie's like... Hey, evildoer, I heard there's something in the ring. And Lance Storm is like, get away from me, Rosie. I got my own problems here. And he's still trying to waddle away off screen with that little person still humping his leg. <laughs> well, now after this, we wouldn't see Storm for another couple of weeks. Because now Lance Storm would finally have his first match back after losing that match to Raven. Or, sorry, Maven. <laughs> on Raw. And he's having a pep talk backstage. He's like, with Goldust, he's like, I don't know if fans might say I'm boring. Then Goldust tries a pep talk to motivate him, saying that we found out that Storm recently jaywalked, 
you know, or like some kind of double bacon cheeseburger or whatever with extra pickles? It's like, yeah, Storm's like, yeah, I did both of those. Who pledged themselves to a pornographic pop-up book? Stormer's like, no, that was you, motherfucker. You're the one who did that. He's like, oh, 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 no. All right, just get in the ring and kick Rico's ass. Do it for your stormtroopers. It's like, that was the name of the f he was trying to give his fans. Like, we get all these different names. Like, The Rock's got his people. Cena's got the C-Nation and all these other things. But stormtroopers? Yeah, we need a Star Wars reference in all this. So now, Landstorm is having his match against Rico, who's now reinventing himself. He's got, like, the glitter, the style of pair. He's got Miss Jacket by his side, the face paint, and all that shit. So it comes out, he's having the match, and he actually wins! Because he's on the apron, Miss Jackie gets up there to try and interfere, and he kisses Miss Jackie. And he actually smiles! Oh my god, he actually showed emotion. Then he gets a springboard missile dropkick on Rico to get the pin. And he is actually happy, jumps around, dances around a little bit, so he's actually showing emotion. I mean, it's far more than what he did when he made that entrance for the highlight reel, because when he did that entrance, he just was nervously walking down, looking back and forth between the crowd. It's like, even his entrance was boring, but now he's making a change. Well, the next week, things take another overhaul, because his presentation definitely changes up, because on the September 15th, 2003 episode of Raw, Storm would come out and start dancing at his entrance. He got new Titantron and hip hop music. Boom, boom, yeah, boom, boom, yeah. <sighs> and oh, yeah, his team with Goldust quickly lost to Mark Henry and Rodney Mack afterwards because as soon as Goldust got in, he got his ass handed to him by Mark Henry. So, yeah, this this is going to be a recurring thing that we see with this part and a something we'll see just a little bit later on, but, uh, Landstorm's new tag teams aren't really panning out. So now, it takes a few weeks before we see Landstorm again. October 6, 2003, Shane McMahon and already sent Kane into the into a limo and drove him into the bed of a truck. So because of that, everybody's pissed. The heels are pissed off at Stone Cold because, like, oh, everything's rowdy because of you. So in the ring, you've got Chris Jericho, Christian, Jonathan Coachman, and Landstorm. And apparently they all want to give their testimonies as to why Stone Cold should just be gone from the company. Because he's just a complete liability because of how chaotic everything is. So Christian is pissed off. He's like, oh, I'm not Intercontinental Champion because Stone Cold kept making me put the title on the line. Coachman's not happy because he had to put have a rematch to put his position on the Raw commentary table on the line that he just won in Unforgiven. Jericho, I can't remember his reason, so it's like, Lance Storm, why are you pissed off at Stone Cold? But, St but Storm... Is the only babyface in all this, because he says Jericho is 100% full of crap, and he's the only one standing for Stone Cold, saying Stone Cold changed his life. He's happy now. He's actually doing something. He's having a great time. Well, Christian and Jericho aren't happy about that, so they start beating down Chris Jer or start beating down Lance Storm. RVD comes down for the saves, RVD being the new Intercontinental Champion, and Stone Cold now says that because of all this, you're going to have a tag match. RVD and Lance Storm versus Chris Jericho and Christian. So the tag match happens, and Storm actually gets the pin. Because Jericho's got RVD in the walls of Jericho. Storm tags himself in and gets a springboard missile dropkick to the back of Jericho's head to get the pin. Nice. But then things turn sour again, because two weeks later on Raw, the same tag team of RVD and Lance Storm lose to Chris Jericho and, and Scott Steiner after... It's like, ugh, this was a baffling one, because... RVD would get hit in the back of the chair by Scott Steiner, and then Jericho would get the lion salt. 
onto the back of RVD to get the win. So these makeshift tag teams that are going on with Lance Storm end up being for nothing. And this whole thing with Goldust gets pretty much dropped because Goldust was getting released later on this year. And this whole thing with RVD would go nowhere with its tag team. So now, you go to the October 27th, 2003 episode of Raw. Teddy Long comes out, he's pissed off and everything. Holla, holla, holla and all that shit. He's telling Mark Henry and decides, hey, we're going to start a white boy challenge here. Who's going to take on Mark Henry? Out comes Lance Storm to answer the challenge. And unfortunately, the match ends very quickly because it ends in disqualification. After Shawn Michaels runs in and he's switching, he's switching music on Mark Henry. Yeah, so that was a waste of time. So now, you get to November. November 3rd, 2003, episode of Raw. Rico would lose to Lance Storm again. Because he would tap out to that single-leg Boston Crab. And before the match, Val Venus actually came out with a few women. And after Lance Storm won the match, Val Venus brought the ladies into the ring and they all start dancing together. So now we're getting another makeshift tag team of Lance Storm and Val Venus. But things get really weird the next week. November 10th, 2003. Lance Storm's in the shower and Val Venus brings in two ladies. One of them for him and one of them for Storm. And they see Lance Storm naked in the shower and insinuate that he's packing. Ugh. Why did they take this turn for him? They're trying to make him so likable that they say he's got a big dick. Oh my god. Well, next week on Raw, November 17, 2003, Lance Storm would accompany Val Venus to ringside and he's got two ladies by him. So it's Lance Storm going up against, or sorry, Val Venus going to give him up against Rico, who's got Miss Jackie. So... At the end of the match, Miss Jackie's trying to stop Val Venus from hitting the money shot. Miss Jackie gets bumped off the apron onto the floor, and she's standing up, trying to regain her balance. And she's got her back to Val, and she's reaching around back there, and she ends up feeling his crotch. She turns around, and she's surprised, but then she does that whole smile with the finger in her mouth type of thing, because, yeah, she's impressed by what she felt. And then Val still won the match. So Val beat Rico, but... They're still trying to go on this whole thing of Val having a big dick. Why is this happening? So, now you get to the next week. November 24, 2003. Val brings in two women because they're in Utah. And women admit they're nervous because they heard the reputation that wrestlers are kind of rowdy. Lance Storm and Val are like, oh, don't worry, that doesn't describe us. That's a complete stereotype. But then the ladies in Val and Lance Storm see Rosie in Hurricane chasing a little person backstage with a net and everything. Yeah, I can understand why people would think wrestlers are kind of weird. So, then things really... This is where this team really takes a downhill turn because... December, December 1st, 2003. Val Venus and Lance Storm would get a tag team victory against La Resistance by doing the heart attack for the pin. So, get a tag team victory. But then the next week, nope, December 8th, 2003, they lose to Garrison Cade and Mark Jindrak after Mark Jindrak get a roll, hits a roll-up on Val Venus and using his tights for the win. So once again, he get a win and then a loss. There's no pushes for these tag teams. And even at Armageddon, Lance Storm and Val Venus would be the third team eliminated in the tag team turmoil match for the World Tag Team Championships. Ay, ay, ay. It's like, why are you putting Val in the, or Lance Storm in these tag teams if it's just for nothing? 
And then the next week, next night on Raw, December 15, 2003, the only thing you would see out of Lance Storm and Val Venus was them backstage wishing Mick Foley good luck when he was going to the ring to have a match against Randy Orton. That's all you would see. After this, you would not see Val Venus on, or sorry, Lance Storm on Raw again for a few months. Because he would be stuck on heat either having singles matches, tag matches, or being in Val Venus's corner. So he was stuck on heat going forward. During all during the meantime, and it just kept leading to nowhere. He's having losses against like Matt Hardy. He's having a match against a Conquistador. Tag team matches against La Resistance again. All that stuff. It like if you want to push it, this is proof that you don't want to push a tag team if they're just being relegated to a C show nobody's paying attention to. But you would not see Lance Storm appear on Raw again until the March 29, 2004 episode of Raw. He's out in the ring. And he's telling the production team to stop his music, and he turns heel by denouncing that gimmick, saying that 14 years of hard work, and he's stuck to being a joke. He's dancing for the people. People just want him to dance. Dance, Lance, dance. And he's just tired of being relegated to being a joke, and he's talking down to the fans, saying that you people suck and all that, and then out comes Rhino, impromptu match. Rhino spear, like, gets a spine buster and gore on Lance Storm to squash him. And this would be the last time you would ever see Lance Storm on Raw again. Now, you would have a couple matches in WWE after this. You would be on the May 30th, 2005 edition of Heat going against Maven. And you would have the match against Chris Jericho and One I Stand. But this was the end of the journey of Lance Storm trying to be interesting. He goes from being called Boring by Stone Cold to enlisting Goldust's help to try to improve his charisma. He starts dancing, having hip-hop music. Then they try saying he has a big dick while aligning with Val Venus. Yeah. And, that, and again, different tag teams that he's doing here and they lead to nothing. I mean, the stuff of Goldust led to nothing because they just scrapped it because they were getting rid of Goldust by the end of the year. The brief thing with RVD was pointless. And the whole thing with Val Venus went nowhere other than being on heat. So, I mean, some of the stuff I was even trying not to fall asleep to when watching this shit back. I mean, you may be, people may be listening to this episode and be wondering, why don't you cover the stuff on Heat? Because I'm trying to focus on the Raw and pay-per-view stuff because that's where the progression of storylines actually happen. Not on C-shows unless you have stuff that exclusively happens there, like Raven's Seven Deadly Sins shit or whatever was going on. Otherwise, huh, this was a pain to kind of go through. And like the only positive thing that I may say happened here was that Landstorm's dancing gimmick was at least featured for his entrance on WWE Day of Reckoning. The original, not the sequel, because I don't think he was even on that game, but they put that dancing thing in that video game, so something came out of this. But anyway, that is going to cover it, folks. This was just an odd subject matter, because like I said, so many weird things that they try to do to get Landstorm over. Like, to give credit, there were one of the matches, I think it was that tag match where he teamed with Landstorm, or RVD, to go against... Uh, against Jericho and Christian, one of the tag teams, the crowd actually popped when Lance Storm got the win. So I think it was actually that match. There was one where he actually got a great reaction, but that was it. Because they didn't give any... Like, you can't really expect somebody to truly get over if they're just doing comedy stuff. You can only go so far. So anyway, that is going to sell it for today, folks. Let me know in the comments section below, what did you think about Lance Storm's time trying to do this whole career renaissance to be interesting from two, during 2003? Because this was just beyond bizarre. 
So if you enjoyed if you enjoyed today's episode, folks, please remember to leave a like, subscribe to the bell, turn on if you're listening to this on YouTube, or follow if you're listening to this on any other service that this podcast is available on. I'll catch you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out and good day, everybody. Uh, holy fuck.